Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine. But they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Hope your holiday week is going well. Our YouTube chat poll of the day is, are you working this week? Basically the same as usual. These are your three choices. Basically the same as usual, a little bit less, or nope. So what are you doing? Obviously, we know that Brad is not working, but he's still working on the YouTube chat poll or on the Facebook chat poll. So um, we would love to see what you think. Let us know. Are you working this week? Yes, no, or a little bit less? I'm working a separate job this week. So my name's Mike Elam. I'm a county council guy out in St. Charles County, or as I call it, God's country. So it's fun to come in and play radio for a while. So thanks for Annie for taking off this week. Uh, I am just here yesterday and today. We will have who for the rest of this Ryan week? Ryan Recker. Ryan Recker. Ryan's always fun. Ryan is a very well-informed guy. He really is. He must read all the time. So he is going to be filling in uh, the rest of this week. It is still snowing in downtown St. Louis, but the flakes have gotten a whole lot smaller. They were silver dollar size there for a while. So it's sticking on the grass, but that's about it because it's like 38 degrees outside, maybe warmer. So it's not going to stick, but at least it's pretty for a while. Uh, We're going to find out what is going to stick after the first of the year at the state capitol. Lawmakers are coming back into session, and it could be a very interesting session. I was reading an article in the Post-Dispatch just the other day that Kurt Erickson wrote, and I asked Kurt if he'd be willing to come on and talk with us about that. Kurt, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. There's a little bit of snow here in Jefferson City, too. So oh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, not going to stick, like you said, but, um, but yeah, we're getting winter finally. So we didn't have a white Christmas, but we're having a white week after Christmas. It's just going to be that kind of white where you can still drive, which is always nice. Right, right. exactly, exactly. Hey, I appreciate you taking some time to, to be on with us today because I was reading um, your article that you wrote the other day and just kind of looking at, you know, Missouri lawmakers are prepped for an annual session amid election year posturing. And I thought, brother, you hit that. It is going to be a very interesting year uh, in Jefferson City. And as you were putting this article together, what were your takeaways uh, that what you're expecting for this year's legislative session? There is a lot of pessimism about uh, making any uh, 
you know, major changes in state policies because at least, well, more than a dozen members of the House and Senate are running for higher office, whether that's statewide or a House member running for the Senate. And in, in, in some cases, they're running against themselves. Uh, you know, uh, Secretary of State's race has uh, Caleb Rowden, the leader of the Senate, and uh, um, Holly Rader, a senator from the uh, Sykeston area. And over in the House, um, uh, the Speaker of the House, Dean Plocker, is running for lieutenant governor. And, and what I, the assessment I was getting from everyone I talked to is that the, the, the competition for floor time and the competition to, you know, one-up the whatever uh, opponent they might have uh, could lead to gridlock, which, um, you know, for some, that's not a bad thing. Well, <laughs> others, <laughs> others, you know, it uh, it means that they're uh, they're not doing anything. So uh, I just I see a lot of uh, fights and uh, uh, floor speeches coming up in the next four and a half months. Well, typically, when when you're running, right, you want to get something passed that you can take credit for, right? You want to put your name on something to say, "Look what I did for you," and. Politics is a lot of what have you done for me lately? If you've been a great legislator over the last seven years, that's one thing. But your eighth year is when you're about to leave and you're going to move on to this other office that you've talked about. And people need to have something this year that they can hang their hat on and they can go out to the voters and say, look what I did for you. But to your point, when you're running against someone like Holly Rader, if you put her and Caleb Rowden together, he's the president of the Senate. So he's going to have a bigger pulpit than she's going to have to be able to knock stuff down. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. But in your article, you you called out uh, Senator Eigel uh, more than a couple of times about things coming up. And I guess he and the president of the Senate have not been on good terms for a while, have they? No, no. Uh yeah, I kind of it's kind of unavoidable when you're writing about the Senate to uh, not mention how Bill Eigel has, um, you know, used the floor of the Senate to block legislation and um, and to try and, and promote his own legislation. And he's been blamed for, you know, if, if he doesn't get anything done, it's because he's not working well with others. And uh, and, and that's not likely to change in the coming session as, as he tries to get his, uh, his points across and, and, you know, campaign on the floor. Um, you know, I see like fights over the budget, but the budget is the only thing that they, that the legislature has to do um, by the, by, by the constitution. And I think even that is, as, you know, as a lot of people have told me, that's going to become a sticking point um, last year, they they tried to insert legislation or a, a language about um, abortion and uh, diversity and inclusion, and uh, I would say like the the, the mainline Republicans rejected that in the end. But it was all part of kind of part of the campaign talking points. Well, it looked like for a while there, I guess about three years ago 
you had a conservative caucus, and then last year they disbanded the conservative caucus as a as an, a formal group. It looked like, but it sounds like the conservative caucus has put the band back together, for lack of a better term. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, they've formalized their uh, their faction as the Freedom Caucus, patterned after what's in the U.S. Congress of uh, you know very hardline uh, conservative Republicans, um, really against you know government growth and um, you know so yeah they'll they're back. They never really went away. Now they just have a new name and uh, maybe some renewed energy. So, so re- that's, yeah. rebranding, refocus, what is going to be the main things that the, the Freedom Caucus is going to try and get done in this session? I think inserting language about, you know, further restricting abortion. <laughs> you, you can't really further restrict it, but uh, barring, you know, barring uh, money that would go to uh, abortion providers like Planned Parenthood is, is a kind of a constant uh, refrain. So that's one thing. I think we're going to see a lot of education reform, as they call it, uh, which basically would try to tilt some of the uh, state's you know, school policies more toward school choice and vouchers and um, charter school expansion. That's another one. Um, there's always been well over the last couple of years there's been a push to to legalize sports betting uh that that is still very very unresolved um you know much to the um dismay of the st louis cardinals and the st louis blues so they'll be lobbying for that but um uh, yeah it's it's going to be it's, i think it's going to be messy right off the bat so when you've been covering jefferson city over the years, how do you see this session stacking up to those of the past? What do you see as the really big difference? Is it the fact that all these guys are running against each other, or is there more to the story than that? Well, I yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's going to be uh, different than past sessions that I've noticed. Just because I've covered, just because uh, there there's more division in the nation. And, you know, you've also, you know, you've got Crystal Quaid, who's the House Minority Leader, the top-ranking Democrat in the House. She's running for governor. Uh, So that's, you know, going to be another factor in terms of just floor time. And, um, you know, it also the Speaker of the House, Dean Plocker, has some ethics problems. Uh, he took. Uh, uh, he, he basically acknowledged earlier that he had uh, taken taxpayer reimbursements for uh, travel money that he had paid out of his campaign fund, basically double dipping. And you've got an ethics inquiry into him, so that's that just adds to the uh, the unknowns that we're we're looking at. So it seems like in the past. And uh, with with all due respect to people getting elected on the Democrat side, they really haven't been a factor in Jefferson City for years um, since uh, I'd say at least for the last 
five to seven years. They really haven't been that big of a factor. It's been Republicans fighting with Republicans. Is is that how you see this playing out in this year's session as well? Or do you think the Democrats are really going to be able to affect legislation? Um, I, you know, I would say that the Democrats will affect legislation because they can block things in the Senate uh, through the use of the filibuster and, 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 and use that to, you know, add in, or, or what's, what's the best word I could use, to soften what they see as the damage caused by a Republican policy. So they'll be playing defense, as they usually do. Um, is there anything you know, they, they can do in the House, or is it pretty much just the Senate? Yeah, it's pretty hard for them to do anything in the House. Yeah, okay. That's just, that's just the way it is. But, you know, they can raise a lot of questions and slow things down, but in the end uh, it comes over to the Senate, and, and that's where the, the Democrats can really slow things down and, uh, and negotiate some compromise, even if it's not very good, but, you know, soften the boil a little bit. So talking with Kurt Erickson of the Post-Dispatch, uh, who's written some stories about what's coming up at the session this next year. But I, I did read another article that you wrote that I wanted to turn to a more local focus with the city of St. Louis and uh, the red light camera ban that Senator Nick Schroer has uh, put in. It seems like he and the city are going to go to war again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they that is a uh, that's one one of the new constants in uh, uh, in the in the Senate. Uh, you know, Senator Shore um, wanted to you know have a state takeover of the St. Louis Police Department. Uh, he's he's hot on crime, and he thinks red light cameras aren't going to solve it. Uh, the way to solve the crime problem is to put more boots on the ground with with more police officers. Um, but the, uh, the city is trying to do something about this, uh, plague of people who run red lights and, you know, it's, it's pretty evident in some of, some of the statistics about pedestrian deaths and accidents and, uh, the, you know, the people who are opposed to red light cameras say they're unconstitutional because you're ticketing a car, not a driver. And, uh. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Uh, and they cause more rear-end collisions, but the, you know, the other side of the coin is that uh, it's really bad in St. Louis. Well, I know in St. <laughs> Charles, um, we put it to the voters, and uh, 73% of the voters in St. Charles County said no red light cameras. And St. Peter's right. was the, uh, the only city who had them, so that moved them out. It, it looks like, from your story, that uh, it's not just Nick Schroer who has a problem with what they want to do with red light cameras. It seems like the mayor and Megan Green can't agree on what yeah. to do about red light cameras. So you've got Democrat on Democrat that don't even agree on what's the best use of these things. Right, right. 
Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the issue in, in the city of St. Louis is just kind of on hold right now while they try to figure out a way to, to bring everyone together um, with some kind of oversight of these things, um, and, and that remains to be seen. And it seems like there's only one, uh, one city in the state of Missouri right now who has red light candles in Hannibal. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah that's, wow. Hannibal still does it. Um, their main focus is on uh, Highway 61, which runs kind of through the middle of town and has a lot of stoplights and, uh, you know, a lot of traffic. And, and so that's where they're they're using that. So next time you drive in Hannibal, please stop. Or <laughs> you'll be paying a ticket. Pay attention. You're on candid camera, and, and they're paying attention to you there. Well, Kurt, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. It's always good to get a non-elected, uh, somebody who is covering the session, and uh, get their point of view on what we could expect in Jefferson City. And uh, I wish you the best as you cover what is going to be a probably very tumultuous time there in uh, in Jefferson City as we move forward. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Have a great New Year. That is Kurt Erickson. He's a writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch covering the legislature and what goes on there. We are going to talk more local uh, on the other side of the break. St. Louis County Councilman Mark Harder is going to join us. He is running for state Senate as well in that uh, seat. It's about ready to become open. But he and County Executive Sam Page have been arguing about the budget. Stop me if you've heard this before, but Mark Carter and Sam Page are not on the same page. (laughs) I know. It happens every day. So we're going to talk with Mark on the other side. It's the Annie Fry Show. My name is Mike Elam. Sitting in today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. She held him up and he held her for ransom in the heart of the cold, cold city. giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 